So welcome to the new setup. For audio listeners only, we we changed Adrian's spare room into, or like construction site of a room, into a little podcast studio. So we have a standing set now. Yeah, it's uh, it's so we're sitting. It's kind of derelict and bare bones. uh, For all of the video viewers uh, out there, you can see that we have two decorations on the wall, and neither of them really match with anything, (laughs) and they're not at the same height. We're still working out the theme of the video, the content. We're uh, we're somewhere in between 300 and, uh, what, Van Wilder. And parking, oh. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're, if you don't already know, we're making an app called Butler. We're the founders of Butler. It's an app that you can search, save, and share all your favorite media. Um... And yeah, there's a, a side podcast that we're going to be doing, sort of talking about what it's like being founders and also just anything that we find interesting. We're, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, movie recommendations, books, games, you know, that's what we're into. We're making an app for it. So uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. What's good about the podcast is we all already agree with each other and our taste in movies and TV shows. So it's just all the same content over yes. and over and over <laughs> yeah, again. <yeah. laughs> um, all right. So let's start it off with the first topic is... Uh, what is your favorite streaming service for movies and TV at the moment? There's a million different choices now, and there's more coming out every day. So w- which one do you find the most? Which one do you... Well, let's start this off by saying that Netflix just tanked in value. What was that guy's name? Just sold his like $400 million share. Uh, uh, Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman bought it recently. Everyone thought he was crazy and turns out, yes, he was. Um, well, So top maybe. <laughs> What's interesting, too, about the Netflix thing is that they would have had a gain in viewers, a gain in subscriber count, if they didn't cut off Russia after that Russia-Ukraine invasion. Yeah. Is that true? There were 700,000 accounts in Russia that they turned off. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Tanking your value to own the Russians. That sucks. I mean, made the right choice, but at the same time... Well, yeah, that's <laughs> made the ethically this, right choice. That's a hard I, I don't think their their shareholders will really agree with you that's there. A, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. I wasn't aware about that. That's um, yeah. I mean, so now there's talks that they're going to be bringing in uh, advertisement, which they oh, were yeah. the no. Thing. I mean, they announced it already. They 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 <laughs> intend to, which is a you know a complete one eighty because they were the I think they were the original yeah. company that got rid of advertisement. What's great about Netflix is they keep raising the price, and now I get to watch more ads too. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love I love ads. I like watching like just all the ads. Tide, great ads. Okay, it's, so Arby's there, don't even get me started. There, there is a conversation there because I like having ads on Hulu if I'm watching a TV show. Because then I have the ad to be on my phone. I hate that. I hate. Or that you so could just much. have. Why would I pay for a streaming service where I also have to watch ads? And the Hulu ads are so they're so oppressive. It's, if you're watching like a 20-minute show, there's six ads, seven ads. There's I, an ad every like four or five minutes. It's worse than cable used to be. I need to be on my phone every four or five minutes, though. I know you do. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, Hulu's... I'm better paying for a subscription to Hulu than I am paying for anything from Netflix right now. Uh, Netflix has some good shows. Um, Queen's Gambit was great. Um, Drive to Survive, great show. Drive to Survive is good. Uh, I really like um oh what's that what's that show called uh we were supposed to mind our ums this time yeah. right yeah there oh um this, you this start is really describing terrible. it or yeah no sure that I watched it, on there, it's tip of my tongue it was a good documentary i watched um called return to space which is the did you did you hear about that it's uh from you it's from uh jimmy chin and his wife elizabeth i don't want to butcher her last name uh, Elizabeth somebody I'm sorry um, it's it's fantastic it's about the story of SpaceX hmm. from over the 20 years it's been around 
It's really good. And it's a story from the inception to getting human beings into space again. It's really good. I highly recommend. But they have they have good documentaries. They do have good shows, but well, there's also a lot of garbage. So what I was going to mention was... I can't remember the title of it. It's really... I like it a lot. It's like... Uh, it's an animation... The problem is arcane. That, no, uh, I mean arcane. But arcane that, that's not first party. That's something they contracted out for. No, it was a, that was good. It's though. like a sitcom done by uh, one of Alex Hirsch's. Disenchanted. Uh, Disenchanted is fun, but like it's not great. Um, it's about like the CIA and like conspiracy theories. And oh, shit. I never started. It was really fun. I, know exactly what you're about. About. I can't. I can't remember what it's called. We'll find it and link it in the show notes. Yeah, it's it's incredible, but um, I really enjoyed it, and it's probably not going to get a second season because they just disabled their entire animation division um i I did see that too they they just liquidated it because their value tanked so hard they they invested in so many like really bad animated shows and now they're kind of you know trying to figure out which ones are worth keeping but to do that they've just tanked i think all of them as a company netflix has like interesting underlying technology like i think they've invested a lot of money into like artificial intelligence machine learning mm-hmm. yeah they still can't and, find a single show that everybody likes like no. you know it's, they they have a super that, super powerful uh data pool that they can draw from i can recommend you an app for that yeah i know right <laughs> but spend less time browsing more time watching i mean that, that's what i was going to say though is like i would rather spend money watching hulu just because hulu has a better catalog for me uh, I like a lot it's of old sitcoms. A, it's a lot cheaper as well. Yeah, but for mm-hmm. I, I mean, like even the the highest priced one, mm. the one that has the you know no ads and all all the well, bells and whistles, quote unquote no ads. Yeah, I mean they have the ads for their own products. That mm-hmm. who was it? To me. The, w- but what, what was that company that was going to go back and start putting product placement in their old catalog mm. of movies? I oh, was at MGM, I think. Yeah, was that MGM? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. MGM. Oh. Yeah, but I think that's so cool. Hulu, I love that. That makes me so mad. That makes me so mad. Hulu has like a lot of good stuff that I like. That's just like easy popcorn kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO Max, I think, is the best bang for your buck. Yeah, HBO Max. I was going to say is my favorite at the moment. Yeah, well, I think it depends who you are. Cause well, it's like they they make it easy to find stuff on HBO Max. Um, Very Netflix UI. has the best UI and player hands down with bar none. I think Hulu kind of comes starts to come close, but HBO Max has a first their, their catalog is fantastic. Their I mean, back War- catalog is great. Yeah, Warner Brothers has so many. If you're looking for movies that were great up until about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. HBO Max is where you want to go because you know 15 years Warner Brothers hasn't put out. Such Plus, great they stuff, bought but, uh, it wasn't the Criterion Collection. They uh, bought TCM Turner TCM. Classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have you know hundreds and hundreds of great movies. The other night, I, and this is part of the use case for Butler. The other night, I was uh, I was with my girlfriend, and we were trying to find something to watch, and she was like, oh, what's on HBO Max? And I got in, like, such a rabbit hole just going, like, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. My girlfriend doesn't have very much um, film literacy. She, does, she's, like, didn't grow up around movies. She didn't... She's watched, like, the basic stuff, but not very much. Not like us. <laughs> she's... It, I mean, she's not a complete dork like me, but... <laughs> So so I'm just going down the rabbit hole. This is great. It had such and such, blah, blah, blah. I spent an hour like lecturing her, the poor girl, <laughs> on this. And by Sorry, the, I saw her screaming at you the other day. So. Yeah, no, it, it, it all comes back around. But yeah, I spent I spent a lot of time going through that. And like I could have just started watching Rashomon, you know? Yeah. HBO Max had the only, was the only streaming service for a while that listed their movies by A to Z. And listed their TV shows yeah. by A yes. to Z. And that feature right there really like 
was missing with so many different yeah. streaming services, which is wild for years. Well, HBO Max it's, and uh, Disney also have the ability, uh, uh, the luxury to kind of sort between different categories, like mm-hmm. internally. So Disney big, will have like yeah, big Lucasfilm or mm-hmm. Star Wars, not mm-hmm. even Lucasfilm, Marvel, National Geographic, Pixar, uh, Pixar all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO has TCM, like Warner Brothers proper, Looney Tunes, all, all the big like names within their, their brands. Mm-hmm. Netflix doesn't really have that, and they're really good at hiding the good stuff. Yeah, um, they they tend to sort. Well, they they push their own content hard, which yeah. is understandable. Yeah, but, but they have they have such good content that's not being advertised. Like right now, if you wanted to go find and watch Arcane, hmm. it would take you a while to actually get it on your main page, and then you would have to know that you're looking for Arcane if you wanted to watch it. Funny thing, actually, function. the the day that Netflix is stock really tanked i went on their tv player and i uh, i saw a bug and i checked their uh, web player as well thought it was pretty mm. funny when you know when you hover over something and it starts playing mm. everything was completely the wrong aspect uh, aspect ratio really really stretched <laughs> out I, I don't know whether that was just a coincidence or, or <laughs> but uh yeah uh spotify is a great streaming service that i know you're not talking about music but i, I think spotify kind of nails it that's a much notable. smaller pool right you got title spotify apple music amazon yeah. music soundcloud soundcloud youtube red youtube red but even six seven maybe, maybe ten mm-hmm. compared to three four yeah. five hundred now it exists for oh TV. although with spotify and and other like music music subscription services sorry there's a uh there's a real lack of transparency over what is staying and what is leaving the platform. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple bands that I know and really like that are a little bit more niche and underground. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'd like to listen to Midori right now. And you, I try and turn them on and they're they're just not on the platform. And then three years later, they'll come back and then they'll mm-hmm. leave again. Or at least they grey them out. They don't just get rid of them. Yeah, I know. They're, just poof out of existence. they're still in the catalog. But, yeah. it's, you know, I would really like to play that music. Yeah. You know? Uh, at least saying like Midori is only here for another two weeks. That that would be nice of them to do. Mm. Spotify, if you're well, listening. Well, that's why once we push the feature, save yeah. your music with us. Yeah, and then we'll tell you where to play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that does make a difference. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think for me HBO Max is is it's not very expensive. It's most bang for your buck. It's got great movies that are coming directly to it. You know, Dune went to it. The Batman. Went directly, no, didn't go directly to that. No, but, but it was in theaters for like a month it first. It was in theaters. Yeah, yeah, which is not a lot, not that bad of a wait. They have Tokyo Vice, amazing TV show we'll talk about later. Um, West Side Story? Uh, West, Side, West Side Story kind of went to everything. Oh, okay. Oh, did um, really? Yeah, Spielberg's got tons of pull. Like, mm, every single sense. company, he goes like, hey, screen my shit. And they're like, <laughs> okay, Spielberg, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <It's>, uh, <laughs> it, uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's, it, mm-hmm. it was, I, I mean, it, it was a great movie, great movie. <laughs> And I think the platforms that I I personally think are going to pull ahead are platforms like Amazon Prime and Apple TV because you can buy channels within them. So you can have Apple TV and Amazon and you can buy Paramount Plus. You can buy BritBox or... Yeah, but then we're just back to cable, aren't we? Yeah, but without ads. I, I get your point, but you, you can stay on that one platform but get things that aren't, in quotes, on, on the platform. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I, that feels like centralizing in an app rather than just centralizing on my TV. I, I would rather have multiple different apps for that. That that functions as though they're channels anyway. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what the worst streaming service is. 
and you know you can't really help but kick a man while they're down but like cnn plus oh, whose well, idea was that it's gone now right uh it, it, it closes on the 30th so four more days yeah i was quibi. gonna say that was my favorite with quibi yeah quibi and <laughs> Quib- cnn plus i mean quibi was so quibi at least like they were trying to break into an audience that well, they exists. tried to create a new category well, it's not, not really, really. i mean they, they they've been trying that for ages like casey neistat had an app like 10 years ago that i believe they sold to see it no they actually did they sold it to cnn called uh beam it was called beam it was a you could it was an app where you uh, took four second videos and as soon as you stopped videoing it, it automatically uploaded it you couldn't you couldn't review it just That's sent out cool. yeah and it was it got like i believe it got like a million users in a couple of days it was really popular they sold it to cnn and then did nothing but with then it. after that you have like vine yeah tiktok, TikTok. Yeah, but even then, that's Qu- different than what Quibi tried to do well, with like five minutes, ten minutes. So Quibi was not a user-generated content platform, yeah, yeah. but it was. Off they the were same trying. Idea. They were trying to capitalize on the short-form market that Vine and TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube short Shorts created, span, Snapchat with with high-profile actors mm-hmm. and high-profile products, and that was a terrible idea because it turns out the people that are watching TikTok don't really want to watch a movie. And the people that they, mm-hmm. they yeah. like the the short kind of uh, non sequitur nature of tiktok in a world where people love to get a whole season of something dropped so they can binge the whole thing having to wait a week to get five minutes yeah five five minute chunks is of like really weirdly yeah. shot terribly framed film yeah that you I can mean, only watch vertical yeah i know a couple of people that worked on that and you had to have two cameras running at the same time it was it, just a huge hassle huge hassle but and i mean difficult to at, frame, at least difficult to block it was a misguided attempt to capture an audience yeah for quibi but it's not like cnn plus where it's like hey you like anxiety how's 24 hours of it <laughs> all the time so i don't actually know what cnn plus i it was like really heard we about should talk about don lemon for a minute yeah it, it, <laughs> <laughs> i have like this irrational just dislike for don lemon i don't know how you could go from larry king one of the best interviews of all time to his time slot goes to Pierce fucking Morgan. Well, we we got rid of him from England, and you yeah, guys yeah. were like, yeah, we come on over here. scooped him up. And yeah, then for he, some reason. We had him for like four years, and he was awful. And instead of like returning to form, we got Don Lemon, the guy. I mean, like, I don't know. Just Don uh, Lemon? Don, uh, Don Lemon? Real, I don't CNN. Know about them. Don Lemon? What about... Um, His last name is Lemon. But then what, what is... Um... <laughs> That's a car that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jack Lemon was an amazing actor. He had two M's in his name. Oh, yeah. that's the catch. Completely that's the catch. It's, yeah. not a, it's, it's a phonetic lemon. It's not an actual lemon. So what, what actually was CNN Plus supposed to be? Was it, was, it just CNN all the time? It was, it? it was CNN. All of CNN's programs, they would release at their time slot per mm. day. And you would be able to review previous episodes of like Anderson Cooper. Who's going back like fondly remembering, oh, Anderson Cooper from three days ago. You gotta watch that. Unless like it's the, New Year's. Unless it's New Year's. Unless it's New Year's and he's really drunk. <laughs> he decides to drink that one day a year. Yeah, it's New Year's. He's really drunk. Andy Cohen's there. It's great. Mm-hmm. But uh, this um, this side of American culture has just passed me by, I think. <laughs> yeah. CNN Plus is just, it, it's review old CNN things. Really just like riding the corpse of Anthony Bourdain to 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 dust so did they pull that because that was another show that was on or i think maybe it's still on hbo max the uh, yeah they pulled it to cnn did they really yeah. so you it's no longer on other platforms It'll I, probably I had a hard back. time trying to watch some anthony bourdain shows recently yeah, no yeah. Way. wow that's yeah so they, it just wasn't as readily available as it was that, that was before my, cnn plus existed yeah that was my mm-hmm. COVID show yeah we, we would <laughs> yep. yeah we'd code and then in the evening we watched like a couple of uh, which one did you prefer no reservations or parts unknown 
Parts Unknown because I, it was the first one I started watching. I've watched like every episode, mm. but we did watch a couple of the, uh, the. It's nice. The no reservation is a lot more frantic. It's mm. it's like it's lo-fi. Less political. Yeah, <clears throat> it's lo-fi. There's the the production value is a lot lower. Mm. Like I feel like his writing's a little bit more unhinged too, which is fun. Because he's such a great writer. I well, like to hear his wasn't voice. Wasn't that the show that he actually really didn't like doing? Yeah. So he, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like CNN Plus was all the Anthony Bourdain shows and the documentary they made about his death and everything else about Which Anthony Bourdain. It's a fantastic documentary. It's, yeah. it's really good. But then it was also. Uh, what other properties do they have? CNN shows, like literally CNN shows. It, it was their morning show. There's the news at seven, there's the news at eight, there's the news at nine. It was all of that. And then if you didn't have enough Don Lemon, it, you could watch Don Lemon's fucking podcast where Don Lemon... T- Full disclosure, we should not have a podcast either. Nobody's listening to this. But I would rather moan about Don Lemon. I would rather listen to me than listen to fucking Don Lemon talk about anything. At least I have opinions and views. And I'm, I don't know, he's just a fucking sock puppet. I... Honestly, couldn't describe to you who he was if I tried. He, I mean, I don't care. He, ta- <laughs> he's, he's, he's as bland as drywall. Like he's uh, not. <laughs> I have no idea who this person fucking is. Hate Don Lemon. We're gonna have to rename the Lemon Law to the Lemon Law. <laughs> I mean, I, I really love Anderson Cooper, or I, I used to before yeah. they like put him on panel shows. Hmm. He was a good reporter, and just well, uh, now where am I gonna watch Scott Galloway too? There's a huge, <laughs> there's a huge difference between. Uh, news, news reporting, reporting yeah. in America, on the the fucking machine that you have going over here. To in England, in England they get on, they talk in a very specific way, on BBC or ITV, and then they get off. Whereas over here, it's high product. It's very American, high yeah. production value, <laughs> personalities. They're clowns. You go bro. on the news. They're like they're literally clowns. They're, you ever watch Anchorman? Yeah, no, I mean Anchorman. <laughs> I will. I will. Everybody hated sound on Anchorman 2. I think it had very salient points about how the 24-hour news cycle has destroyed this country. Um, shout out to CNN Plus. <laughs> shout out to CNN Plus. Would you like the... Uh, oh, you hate the 24-hour news cycle? How about more of it? How many more hours can we fit to the 24-hour day? <laughs> exactly. It's, That's the whole premise of the show. Yeah. <laughs> the service. Like, oh, it's, it's so terrible. Like... Was it they were burning? Was it ten million dollars a day almost? Yeah, nine million something. Uh, you know what the bad part of CNN is? How it has like c- cable network flow. I would like it without the flow and just like <laughs> scatter shot me the news, <laughs> scatter shot me anxiety, tell me how bad the world is all the time. Wait, so does CNN Plus have ads or not have ads? I who knows who signed up for it. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's true. But like it, it was just a poorly thought out. Who's really clamoring for that though, right? Yeah. All right. I think we might have exhausted. CNN yeah, we're, Plus. we're we're done with CNN um, Plus. Back to Quibi. Fire Don Lemon. Let's uh, <laughs> let's um, let's talk about. Uh, segue to that is I want to talk about targeted ads. Very 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 smooth segue. Because I am being harassed right now, online across, by CNN Plus across all services by the Iron Neck. Can you explain what that product is? Yes. So the Iron Neck is. Don't get me wrong. I want one. No, I mean. <laughs> But I don't need I got one. one ad for it once, and it showed Joe Rogan really struggling to do it. It's, and it, it was a disgusting face, kind of and I didn't like want this. that on my page. It kind of looks like this shield that you have behind. It, it's essentially a hat that you put on with a, a a runner that goes all the way around it, so you can attach a bungee cord to it and stretch your head away from the bungee cord and then do exercises with your head by like rotating it left, rotating it right turning your body left and right it's it's supposed to like 
it, it's neck stabilization, doing all the little stabilizer muscles in your neck, which is really good for you, especially if you're doing wrestling or or posture. It's supposed to be great, but it's five hundred dollars or something. Yeah, five hundred dollars to look like Sweet D from high school and all of a sudden. <laughs> What was their nickname? <laughs> the, uh, it wasn't the Iron Giant, but it was something like that. It was something like that. that. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looks like a misguided uh, Halo helmet. <laughs> it looks like if you jumped off a building wearing that, you could probably land safely. But don't, don't get me wrong. If I could afford one, I'd absolutely buy one to add to my pile of like useless exercise gear that I use a couple of times and just put in a corner. Well, you'll need one of those to recover from all of your one-wheel injuries. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> another product he wants to buy. An- another thing that I will absolutely buy. Can you wear the one-wheel while you wear the iron I'm neck? sure you could attach the, what, the iron neck to a wall behind you and sort of like just drive away from it or you could attach the iron neck to the back of the board so you have to lean <laughs> forwards so i'm wondering if you can get an iron neck and get a second one attach them together do partner exercises oh yeah definitely <laughs> we should do that on the next podcast yeah, on, we, on the next podcast we break our necks if we have if we ever get an office that's how we're settling disputes <laughs> one wheel jousting Neck via neck. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, uh, yeah, two iron necks tied together. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I want one of these things, but you want sent two me, of them. You se- yeah, I want two of them. You sent me a video of one. Yeah, because it looked. I, I thought it I, looks I, goofy. I, I, I saw that thing and I was like, "That's hilarious." It looks like just the kind of stupid shit that Alex would buy. Well, I think I first sent it to you on April first. Mm. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and you asked if it was an April Fool's joke, and I couldn't quite tell in the moment. <laughs> and then every ad I got for the next two weeks was for Iron Neck. It next really looks weeks. like a parody. <laughs> it's it's every ad I see on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. And on um, on YouTube, the every ad single spend is ad. Egregious right now. <laughs> every single ad. I, I, is it just me, or are you guys seeing the same ads? And I I've had this has it. been like a month now as well. If you go on Instagram and you look at videos of puppies and you search for videos of puppies, they send you videos of Iron Necks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their ad spend, their, their marketing department must have a ridiculous budget. Either that, or they've nailed me on the targeted ads. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know what this guy needs. Yeah. He needs more neck. <laughs> he keeps searching yeah. for it. I want to I turn myself into a thumb thumb from Spy Kids. Yo. Just fucking, uh, uh, no, it, it looks terrible. It it looks like it feels awful, too. Speaking of which, Spy Kids, uh, they're doing Spy a Kids, reimagining bless, or whatever. God bless Robert Rodriguez. I think that he is great. I think the Book of Boba Fett was a hilarious mis- misstep, but I don't necessarily blame him just because, like, who could have signed off on I like the Book of Boba Fett. I don't want Wait, to you're talking about the TV show, right? Yeah, the TV yeah, show. I liked it. The, the one all right, so I have a hard time. little speeder bikes? I didn't like all of it. Most of <laughs> it was like... bad. There were two uh... episodes that were good, and it didn't feature the title character. Well, yeah, that's true. It was yeah. basically... I, well, I, I messaged you. I, I said, do you think that they realized that the first two episodes have done badly, so they quickly shoved the first a episode different... of the next season of The Mandalorian in? Which is not, I don't think is the case. But it couldn't have been just I was because wa- the story had to develop that yeah, way. Yeah, I was watching like, huh? That, that finale was such a letdown too. Like, so, so boring. So many cooler ways to do that. I think it, that exact story could have made a pretty decent, like, 90-minute TV special. Um, yeah, it did seem like filler. Yeah. We'll see what they're going to do with the next next season and how it's going to tie into the new season of The Mandalorian. I, I was thinking for a while of, like, doing a re-edit of it. I think you should. Um, but first, I would have to you know watch get it. the actual footage um I'm, I'm fine to watch it again i kind of know the targeted areas that i would cut out hint it's all the fucking flashbacks um 
I still but haven't seen it. It's like ninety percent flashbacks of stuff like that it. doesn't really matter. But I I know what I would cut out. I know what I would do. But like I was gonna do that up until the last episode came out, and then I watched it. And I'm like, there's no way to make this finale seem like a, a good climax to anything. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But don't get the Iron Neck. I want one. Don't I'm, buy it, and that. I will buy one eventually. It, it's and weird. if Iron Neck, if you're listening to this, your tar- targeting ads have worked. You can sponsor this podcast I, whenever you want. Yeah, and I'm poor, and I would love a free one. Thanks, uh, Alex. Alex doesn't Ooh. do any other ISOs. Yeah. He, he's literally <laughs> just doing neck exercises. If, if I had an Iron Neck, I'd code with it and I'd attach it to the wall in front of me, so I can constantly be like this, stretching back. You'd rather be in tension than. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I tie it to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my posture's great <laughs> if you do that you'll get too used to it then you'll start walking around like a chicken bobbing. yeah but then I'd, I'd get one of those like you know those baby uh the baby things that you sit a baby in and they sort of waddle around yeah. i'd get a big one that's constantly holding my my head up <laughs> so i could just sort of bounce around that's actually Can we great... get some concept art for the podcast i, I was gonna say that's a great visual for like a movie villain like a dude who's just like hanging limp constantly, from something yeah. from the ceiling and he he's like moving around, kind of. But that was his, the story his neck of Boss like... Baby, wasn't it? <laughs> Do not bring up the Boss Baby in my presence. I never watched it. It doesn't end well. <laughs> the first one or the second one? <laughs> There's a whole TV there show was two? too. Yeah, There's a TV show. In the second one, they're adults and they get like rebabified. Oh my gosh! The Boss Baby cinematic universe is weird. Okay, it's what? almost it's almost as weird as the A Dog's Blank. Like a dog's tale, a dog's story, a dog's journey. I was gonna go There's like the same hundreds tangent. of those. <laughs> if you search the app and search minions, it is wild oh. how many movies, TV shows they've made. I had no idea. If you went back and you asked uh, George Lucas <laughs> in the 1980, no, 19, let's go say 2000s. What he thought go, a minion was? Uh, well, no. <laughs> that too, but if, if you, if you t- asked him, hey, uh, in about 15 years time, there's going to be an emoji movie. Well, he wouldn't know what emojis are, but there's going to be <laughs> movies made of all, all the smaller the games, games, Sonic, yeah. um, nah, I'm blanking on any Uncharted, of Halo, Uncharted, yeah. Detective Pikachu, which was a game, but really not. Was it really? Yeah, it's just, I a, no idea. It's, it's literally just okay, and it ends before the climax. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that means you loved it. No, it's like, it's, a, it's, okay, it's a fairly competent detective game. The movie was superior in every way. I still think, oh, detective I thought you were talking about the movie. I thought you were talking I like, about the movie. I like, I like the movie a lot. I, I think the movie, first off, the, the CGI in that movie was beautiful. Um, I, I couldn't get past the first 10 minutes. Oh but. my God. It, the first 10 minutes are the worst part of the movie. Easy. Okay. Just fast forward it every yeah. five seconds. How you Dude, watch a YouTube video. <laughs> whatever they did for the, uh, the CG to make like the hair simulation is really, really good for fur. Um, and they also shot the entire thing on film. Did they really? Yeah, the entire thing was shot on film, and then they added like so three quarters of the cast of digital. Yeah. Hmm. Why would you it's, do that? I don't know, but it looks really good. All like right. it, it. The, honestly, the cinematography like a... in that is fairly decent and competent for a detective Pikachu movie <laughs> made out of a game that nobody played. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Let's move on to our next topic, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say with targeting. Yeah. It's weird how um, algorithms start targeting people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Follow my... uh, That's actually a great also segue. Follow my Twitter for uh, for more hot takes. But (laughs) I I wrote a couple days ago a tweet thread. Like a week and a half, two weeks ago. A tweet thread. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Definitely recommend. Watch it. Um, And I wrote a tweet thread about how it's absurd that we're living in a time where they have made sonic the hedgehog uncharted and halo into live action properties in the same year 
and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the only, not even the best one, the only good one. The other two are bad, like objectively, formally bad. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was great. Jim Carrey's awesome. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the worst. Uh, uh, John, John Ralphio. He's so good in it. He's so good. But uh, yeah, this is another movie that I haven't seen and probably won't see. Yeah, it's fun. Watch it. I I did a tweet no. thread on that. And for the last two weeks, every single thing on Twitter has been Sonic the Hedgehog. And, like, I don't even like Sonic that much. I, I, know, I know enough to get by, but, like, it's okay. Um, I'm in the Iron Neck position, except with Sonic the Hedgehog, which is, like, not... I'm not target audience for that. But what are the ads? Is it, it just for the movie? It's not even just ads. It's, like, it'll give me things on my feed from people talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> And like I don't know who I don't know who you guys are and what background you're coming from, listeners, viewers. How many Sonic accounts are you following? Zero, literally (laughs) zero. I don't know who the viewer is right now, but let me tell you, the Sonic the Hedgehog audience is a very weird like group of people. I I don't know if like I would associate with that. I'd like to thank every single one of you for watching this movie and supporting Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, the movie, great. The, The the people who like it. I don't know. Like, our, our I'm glad. Audience. I'm glad that they're happy. I'm not interested. I'm glad that they're happy. They're but ha- I'm only watching a Sonic movie if there's Chows. That's it. Uh, that's gonna be the next one. Is it really? Uh, probably. I mean, they're bringing it, uh, spoilers. I... Whoa, whoa. Okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog movies. If oh you're man, man. They're interested. Somehow there's spoilers for the Sonic the Hedgehog. I movie. think if people have made it this far into the podcast, they don't really care what we're talking about. Yeah, I right? care. <laughs> <laughs> So you may as well talk about the next Sonic. Don't don't worry about the spoilers. No, he put in the show notes. Put in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put in the show notes. But (laughs) (laughs) that people are definitely reading. Um, Yeah, but I've been like harassed and bombarded on Twitter with people talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and posting their Sonic the Hedgehog original characters and their fan art and like comics about how cute Amy Rose is. And like, I don't, I don't want to see any of that stuff, man. I got that out of my system when DeviantArt was still a thing. Um. But is that still a thing? It, it is. Around, it, is it? Most of the people have moved to like uh, ArtStation or Behance and stuff mm. like that. You know, become professionals. Um, yeah, but the the way that algorithms target people based on just one or two things, it sends you down a weird spiral, and it's inescapable. Mm. Well, uh, the the public Twitter GitHub account just posted a, uh, a an open folder for their algorithm. No, um maybe two days ago a couple days ago really? it's an empty folder right now but okay because that's what we'll see that's what happens what yeah musk, musk was talking mm-hmm. about yeah I which is a good idea i yeah. think i mean open source twitter yeah at least be able to oh, show people what the algorithm's doing shit is gonna hit the fan so hard i don't know how mm-hmm. but something's gonna go wrong there's yeah. gonna be like a boolean that says like if like sonic give them so many accounts <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna specifically name sonic the hedgehog like we're gonna we're just gonna fuck with this guy gonna, it's like a couple of million lines of code it's just every single All if statement yeah, yeah. <laughs> one long if statement if that's machine else, learning dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that's I, machine learning I'm, I'm trying so hard to get out of this rabbit hole i've been retweeting and like tweeting what's about... the else if like sonic do this else <laughs> else recommend them uh tweets about elon musk else shadow ban <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Elsa. Recommend them Elon Musk or Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Those are the only yeah. two other things going on in the world right now. Like, well, no, they're the only two that matter. Can we cut? <laughs> so, uh, I want to talk about 
because we're now dropping a grumpy we're now it's it's important for us now to build our twitter following and because it's a great way to advertise butler and to get feedback and engagement so what have you guys found for you that has worked so far you've been on twitter the, and doing twitter the longest i mean i created my twitter account like 12 years ago and then never used it until mm. like a year and a half yeah same with um, me but i still barely use it yeah. <laughs> i created mine you, like three months ago yeah it's been interesting to like meet people on it and like talk about like interesting stuff um it's like a whole, like, I don't know, like. What have you found that's worked for you for gaining followers? I haven't done that yet. You haven't done that yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at like what 350. Engagement, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found that normally you got to find the right thing to retweet. If Normally your tweets themselves, unless they're really informative for a niche, the people that like you like them. The people that follow you like them. But you don't really gain followers from doing that. It's for, I found that from like engagement on other people's posts, like if Product Hunt posts a question, I, I have to reply to, to Product Hunt, post a link to Butler, and then I'll get a couple of people messaging me on Twitter or and then following me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's the thing I found most effective. Although we found with the official Butler account that... Uh, we seem to be getting a lot more engagement when you post a meme or a an image, not just text. Images do the best in mm-hmm. my very, very short experience. Um, personally, the only reason I started attaching images to things is because I find just plain text really boring and it's mm-hmm. hard to stand out. Like, yeah. Again, I get 3 million tweets about Sonic the Hedgehog on my homepage because I don't follow that many people. And it's trying to desperately get me engaged with a community. Um, and most of it is like just people bitching about Sonic the Hedgehog in text. And then every so often I'll get some weird art that's like, oh, I got to stop and look at that for more than like half a second. And that changes the way that you interact with stuff. So I started putting images on like most of my personal posts mm-hmm. and then also on almost all of the Butler posts. You've been going off about, you've been doing a lot of tweet threads of your weird little niche interests about... Uh... It Look, man... <laughs> I think they're insightful. Yeah, they're we, insightful. I like. We don't choose it. what what we love. What we love chooses us. Well, we when we get to the what you're watching section yeah. in a bit, we'll talk. I want to talk about. Have you seen the Batman yet? Nope. Okay, I want to oh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you've yeah. noticed. It won't it won't really spoil anything, but yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, but like uh, I've been getting like a little bit of mileage out of that. James Gunn, please retweet. Uh, please reply to me. I, I'm desperate. You did do a a, a good. I a did good a thread. very. Uh, I, do you want I, to explain that now, or is this not appropriate? I mean, it what it, I did. It was in the movie. It has to be appropriate. I think you should explain it. Okay, yeah. so there in Suicide Squad the movie. I'm gonna try and like shotgun this in 30 seconds. In the movie, the Suicide Squad by James Gunn, not which the David the, Ayer one. Yeah. Um, which one? <laughs> they did a. Th- there's a joke that was in the trailer about how Project Starfish, John Cena goes like, hey, Project Starfish, Starfish is a slang term for butthole. Do you think that could be related? Uh, And that is the setup for the ultimate payoff in the climax uh, where Starro the Conqueror is devoured by rats from inside. Explain that this is, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, this is a gigantic monster starfish. A gigantic monster starfish that like controls people's brains. But there's a couple interstitial things that lead me to believe that the entire narrative Either the joke was specifically laid out and formulated as a very quiet reference to the plot, or the entire plot was because James Gunn probably found it funny to include to make the plot about a butthole. 
and I, I it's one of the two James Gunn's got a history with uh, scatological humor. I just think that it's a genius joke, and I wish more things were like that. Um, yeah, I mean, read the Twitter thread. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away here. I need followers, bro. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I think I hope you're right because uh, follow me for more. Yeah. Intentionality is always funnier. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just so creative to do something like that, and I think that. Ah, I haven't seen a note. I haven't seen it mentioned anywhere. Maybe it's really obvious, and like I'm just late to the party. Maybe, um, but if I, it's I, obvious, no one's wrote it down yet. So yeah, I guess so. Well, at least that we haven't found. So I, I think that's fun. Um, I have a couple other Twitter threads that I've been like cooking up. I need to start like publishing. Mm. Uh, like the Elon Musk one about uh the, I, about candy bars. I explain that now. I think that's okay. So a Reddit post about three months ago led me to watch a very bizarre interview on the Babylon B podcast where they got Elon Musk in the studio and then had a sit down interview with him. Um, fun, fun thing at the end of the interview, they ask him like a whole bunch of questions about Christianity. It's super weird. Uh, <laughs> is he Christian? No, they uh, are. No. Uh, they are like, one of the questions is like, do you believe in God? And it's like, <laughs> what? The man that's been telling everyone that they're, Brains and jaws. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really weird. He's having a a grand old time, or as much as a robot like him can. Yeah. Uh, Uh, He prefers the term techno king. Techno king. That's his SEC filing. He's a robot. Anyway, so blockhead. Yeah. Yeah, So he's he's on the podcast, and at one point in the podcast, he talks to the Babylon Bee guys about how much he loves candy bars, and it was with reference to like how he gets interested in a business and decides to start one versus acquiring and stuff like that and he he talks about it and says that one one time he was really into candy bars and he wanted to make his own candy bar so instead of like just going into it he decided to do market research he he got hundreds of different types of candy bars tried them out and tried to find what niche was missing um and he ran the calculus and said that it would be more expensive to find the niche, produce a niche, build a brand, and sell it than it would be to just acquire an existing candy bar company. So he didn't he didn't end up doing it just because he, he thought it was too expensive and there wasn't enough return. Um, but about a year later, Babylon B is indefinitely suspended on Twitter. And then a month later, Elon Musk buys Twitter. I don't know if this is a coincidence, but he seems to have been talking about free speech online for a long time. Whether or not that's actually his intention, that's a different story. But he was talking about building a platform. We should build a new platform. We should build a new platform. I think he ran the numbers and said, it's just easier to buy Twitter. It's easier, cheaper. You capture their user base. And maybe I can get my friends in the Babylon Bee back on Twitter. I think that it hinges on the Babylon Bee. They are way more entwined in this than we think. I, I think he lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just playing chicken with his friends <laughs> at this point. Jason I mean, there's, there's a whole group of billionaires buying like media outlets, media empires. Mm-hmm. It's part of the course. Democracy yeah. dies in darkness, Jacob. As they say. As, as <laughs> second richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos says. <laughs> You mean the owner of the Washington Post? Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we move on to our last topic, which is the what are we watching? What are we enjoying at the moment? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Take what you fancy. Anything interesting that's happened in the past week? 
Uh, it I looks like not. you're looking expectedly at me. I don't know what you expect me to say. Like, it, it seems like just, you had. I'm just so- curious to to know what y'all. How, how y'all doing? Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I made a good burger the other day. Mm-hmm. I uh, we had some leftover burger patties, so I made a uh, double burger with uh, with gouda cheese. Did you throw any of the kimchi on there? No, I didn't do kimchi because I thought it would overpower it. I did make um. Mm. I did. I did make caramelized onions. What else? You're, you're missing the, other, the other key ingredient what, what, in your burger. What was the cut up butterfly hot dog? Oh yeah, cut up butterfly hot dog. He be nats all the way, baby. Mm-hmm. You got to put those he be nats on your burger, otherwise you're not getting that sweet, sweet, sweet artery clogging protein. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I slapped the whole thing in a one steak sauce because I'm disgusting. Uh, hmm. Really good. On a burger. It. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that later. Okay. Your people call it brown sauce. You, it's the same no, thing. No, A1 steak sauce isn't the same as brown sauce. This, it's the exact same thing no. as brown sauce. Oh, what's what, the what color is it? <laughs> Worcestershire sauce is the same thing as well. <laughs> where is that? Point to it on a map. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm from. <laughs> That's where I'm from in England. <laughs> Worcestershire. That's not how you say it. <laughs> I saw the label myself. <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you why do you spell it like why do you spell it Leicester <laughs> but pronounce it Leicester Leicestershire Leicester why, why do you do that Wait wait till you see how they spell Bister <laughs> That sounds dirty bro Bicester yeah. uh, That sounds even dirtier We gotta beep all this out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Yeah All right let's let's move on to the uh, the last section which is at the end of every podcast we're just gonna talk about what shows we're really enjoying at the moment. Uh, what we've seen recently, what games we're enjoying, what books we're enjoying, what music we're enjoying. Name more things. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, podcasts. recently. Uh, okay, what have you been listening to? What, what have you um, Okay, so there's an NFT collection called Moonbirds. Mm-hmm. I don't know how knowledgeable you both are, but... I like Moonbirds. It, it, <laughs> their, their trading volume, they, their floor con- price, like set to records. Mo- to Moonlight? Something like that. I've never seen that That's either. Oh, okay. I don't want to pay what for Disney 4? Plus when I already pay for 4? Hulu and it's owned by the same company. And then I don't get ESPN. Okay, no, I'm not, I'm not happy with is, is Moonfall related? Oh, I still haven't seen that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh you're missing out, to you. Okay, so there's the Proof Collection, which was this 1,000 NFT collection. Each one is like a pass. And then they started hiring analysts and they've got a whole team within them of what they call alpha not investment advice but where's the work being done in this industry who's making like these advancements and so there's a thousand passes for the proof collective each one of those passes now costs 130 eth Jeez. yeah how much is that in dollars like times three thousand times four thousand whatever eth is and the founder of this kevin rose also has a podcast and so he's really interesting mm. um he released Moonbirds, and they're already surpassing trading volume in the past like couple days for what the mutant apes were collecting the past month. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What makes it? What? Why? Because owls are um, cuter than monkeys. <laughs> it, it, dude, like you can you can roadmap this shit all you want and say the technology is great and Bitcoin and blockchain, but ultimately it comes down to you know really primal. I like way this looks. And, yes moon, and, no, yes and, and no. moon birds are cute as hell. <laughs> that's that's all it is. But what is the is that really? I mean, the main mechanism behind why the price has gone up that much is it literally just supply and demand? Well, so okay, so if you had one of these proof collective passes, you were allowed to mint two moon birds, mm. and the price to mint initially was two point five ETH. 
cost seven thousand dollars to get one of these and it was at random did you get one did not get one <laughs> i i didn't see it at the time i mean i'm active in a dow called the wizards dow shout out to the wizards but they bought one together and then a bunch of individuals bought one and so they talked for a couple days in terms of like this collection is dropping oh by the way kevin rose is the founder of dig Huh, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's like very well established mm-hmm. in Web 2 and then now Web 3 with the Proof Collective. Okay. So even like before Moonbirds came out, they had an NFT collection where he put together like 5, 10 artists, like really prolific artists, and said, okay, this is called Grails. That was the did, name of the collection. Did you fall asleep? <laughs> You're just staring at it. Uh, I'm, I'm listening. You buy one of these <laughs> NFTs, but you don't know which artist does it. And so he even got the artist behind CryptoPunks. And huh. so they had a bunch of art that they didn't quite release as part of their collection that they then released as NFTs as grails. Okay. And so he was able to do this whole interesting because he really focuses on the art with the art with this. You buy one of these, you get a random art piece by these 10 artists. Hmm. Some of them ended up being really worthwhile, really incredible, really monumental. Um, and now Moonbirds are just following like that was probably the best release, NFT release like of the year. Because we just hit the one year anniversary of the Bored Apes. Hmm. Oh, Yuga Lab okay. started almost exactly one year ago when you can pick one up for $300. And real quick, before you relate that back to a podcast, I want to ask you about, I, I haven't talked to you about this, but didn't you get some guy blow up a Lamborghini and then sold parts of it? Yeah, yeah so that's another artist I like, yeah. And you, you got a piece, right? Yep. And is that, so can you explain that, what it was? Okay, so there's another artist called Shloms, which he's done a bunch of installations before. He did another NFT collection called Shards, where he blew up a toilet. <laughs> But for this one, he blew up a Lamborghini. The technology's <laughs> great, guys. And so he was able to get artists that would 3D scan individual pieces of this Lamborghini Huracan, blew it up into 10,000 pieces, documented each one. There's now like a label for one. So you didn't get the physical piece? No, no, no. Okay. I got like a portion of like the windshield wiper fluid and like container. How much did you pay for it? Um, 0.3 ETH. Okay. I got it close to the floor price. I got a couple of good offers for it, but I, I like what he, that artist does. He's mm. cool. He's interesting. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just want to interject here. Blowing up a shards, toilet and oh. selling it is A, hilarious. B, like, that that's such a weird perversion of, <laughs> like, the fountain. Uh, Go you, on. You know the fountain? No. The movie? Uh, Mar- no, no. Marcel Duchamp's fountain. The TV show. Oh. Uh, the the oh, yeah. piece Remind of art from, it? Yeah. Uh, from, it's a Dadaist art piece where he literally just took a urinal and wrote fountain on it in French. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. About this. And he put we'll, it on. We'll put it up. He put. Where's the space? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Note that we're all pointing to a blank wall. <laughs> it was a. It was a, a landmark piece in modern art, and it was literally just a, a toilet. And I think that this is kind of. Uh, the next, the next. There's intentionality <laughs> behind the choice of a toilet. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And if this is an actual artist and not just some YouTuber I've, doing it for kids, same with same with the Lamborghini. I like that. I, yeah, well, Lamborghini has like a lot intrinsically to say mm. about like wealth and value and stuff like well, that. Well, there's a whole term in crypto but, of when Lambo. It's you're expecting yeah. the collection or the coin, whatever you buy, is gonna skyrocket in volume, and then you could buy a Lamborghini. Yeah. Mm. So that already has value intrinsically a toilet is the opposite of value it is so common it is it is scat it's disgusting um but this relates it to like further art history which i think is might be kind of neat and i don't know there's there's value to that okay so putting back sorry i'm I'm, yeah i'm dumb okay so i've been listening to the bankless podcast 
the Proof Collective podcast, Bankless had Kevin Rose on it. That and was what kind of first got introduced. They're both podcasts about NFT specific collections or just about Cryptocurrency, NFT? NFT, cybersecurity, all within that world. Mm. All stuff that I kind of am interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to those. Three Cartoon Avatars is still pumping out great content. Yep. They just did an interview with Keith Raboy. Oh, really? So now they're changing up their format a lot, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, and then those guys, like, I feel like I can more strive to them than I can strive to, say, like, the All In podcast. Mm. Like, those guys are in such, like, a different stratosphere than I feel like I'm going to be at. Whereas, like, three cartoon avatars, I could still, like, fool myself into seeing I could be one of them. Nah. <laughs> I'd say be ambitious. <laughs> it's um, still ambitious. They're, they're quite successful. They're very successful, yeah. yeah. Um, there's another personality I found on Twitter called Michael Girdley. He's got a podcast called Unusual Acquisitions. Where oh, he talks I've about, listened to that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, he talks about businesses that you just wouldn't quite think of and how successful they can be mm. and how to run them efficiently. Um, yeah, no, I listen to them when I go on walks or do workouts. Mm. It's, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you been listening to anything good, podcast-wise? Uh, Wizard and the Bruiser. Shout out to Holden McNeely. Holden That's been going for ages, right? Yeah, it's been going for a long time. He, they, he and Drake Young, they put out an episode on Animorphs last week. Nice. Which is such a good episode. They read, <laughs> uh, so like I, I, I used to love the books. Whatever, awesome story, insane for a children's story. The the kind of stuff that they go into, but and they go into it in the the episode. But they read a really interesting passage from the author K. A. Applegate, or one half of the author. It's a husband and wife duo. Um, where the, a lot of people found that the finale for Animorphs, the last book, was a, it's a downer ending. It's such a letdown. It's like you have this this entire like 50 book series leading up to an intergalactic war and it ends with like child soldiers and war crimes mm-hmm. and uh you know one of a couple of the characters get disabled and die and like all this stuff and everybody's depressed at the end and the war's over and everybody's happy except the main characters are like broken shell-shocked human mm-hmm. beings and they all go on to do like completely separate and never talk to each other again and a lot of people were like I just read 50 books and you give me that ending. Like, that's really sad. <laughs> and the author, uh, they read a letter from the, an open letter from the author right afterwards about like the next time it, we are on the precipice of great things as humanity. So the next time somebody like says, we need a war, think about this and how disappointing it was. And think about your brothers and sisters and your fathers and mothers and your families and everybody you know and think that this could happen to them and mm. that's the that is the true outcome of war there's no fanfare there's no glory it's just broken people and that letter was released in like july 2001 hmm. uh which you know three months before 9-11 oh wow yeah so it it, it just like blew my mind hmm. wow that's some uh some weird prescient stuff for a uh, a children's book series sold by scholastic at book fairs yeah, about, I wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, right? About like kids turning into animals. Doesn't that seem fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. PTSD. I mean, I like the memes that Animorphs has like really triggered. And oh, yeah, no, I mean the podcast goes into that too. Like the mm. the actual point by point creation of those covers is fascinating. Mm. Apparently, I don't know. Um. So yeah, no. Shout out, Hold Nader So go go check out Wizard and the Bruiser podcast. They have a new episode on. Something coming out this week. It came mm-hmm. out on Monday. I saw it. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much all I've been listening to podcast-wise recently. Yeah, I haven't listened to that many. I haven't really been exploring outside of, obviously, All In Podcast every Friday or Saturday morning. I try to tune into uh, This Week in Startups as often as I can to get my daily dose of, of startup news. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, Lex Friedman podcast. That's great. It really, I love his podcast. He talks to really interesting people. Um, I'm trying to remember the last one I actually listened to. It was, I don't remember his name, but there was a, a cyber crime, the, one of the biggest cyber crime criminals mm. <laughs> on uh, Now He Does Good. But his story is really interesting. Uh, yeah, I haven't listened to that many podcasts this week, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been listening to some audiobooks. Um, and the one one that I really want to get at the moment, I've set my eyes on, I'll probably get it in a, as a physical book, is... Uh, where do I, let me see. Let me see on my, my Butler app that the books that I've saved. It was a Jocko Willink book on discipline called... Aren't all his books on discipline? Uh, like I'd imagine so. Bit discipline, like business um, leadership, that kind of thing. Uh, discipline equals freedom. Uh, it tickled my fancy. So I, th- I think I'm going to go for... Is that the whole title? Can you please... Discipline t- equals freedom. <laughs> tickled my fancy. <laughs> you know, stop tickled my fancy. <laughs> tickled my fancy, why not? Uh, which part do you use your fancy? It's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you exactly why, why I haven't been listening to podcasts because I listened to the audiobook of Tokyo Vice. Hmm. So hmm. one of the, I think it's the best show on TV right now. It's called Tokyo Vice. It's on HBO Max. Shout out to at Stage Writer on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> at Stage Writer, uh, the boy. JT Rogers is the creator showrunner. Uh, he, it's his, I believe his first TV show. Uh, he's done one other movie called, let me see, called uh, Oslo. Thank you, Jamie. And he's written a, a whole bunch of, of plays. And But this, this TV show is fantastic. It's set in Tokyo. It's based on a real story of a guy called uh, Jake Adelstein, who was a 19-year-old American reporter that moved to Japan and became the first American writer at one of the biggest Japanese uh, newspapers. And it's the, mem- the book itself is a memoir about how he kind of got embroiled with the Yakuza and and just just kind of what it was like back in the 1990s in in tokyo and um, and he's mainly reporting on the vice squad like the crime and how the the police and the newspaper and the accuser all kind of have this weird triangle where they all kind of have mutually work together to it's really interesting but i watched the first two episodes i think when there or three episodes that were out immediately went and bought the book the audiobook Listen to the, all of that, and now uh, the the last episode, uh, the eighth episode, is coming out this Thursday. But I, th- I think it's fantastic. It's it's like really evocative. Your it makes me want to go to Japan and just eat all the food and uh, hang out in, the, in you know, some of the nightlife. It, yeah, it's it's really good. It's kind of it's a neon noir te- detective thriller. It's it's brilliant. You uh, you should all watch it. Best thing on TV too. right now. Best show on TV right now, yeah. Ansel Elgore. Uh, Ken uh, Watanabe. Yep. Yeah. And a it, bunch of, like, fantastic, I'm guessing they're Japanese actors. Yeah. They're really good. Really good. There's, um... They, if, if you like... If you like Tokyo Vice, you should play... I don't know. I would say play Yakuza 0. The game? The game. It's, uh... Fun. It's really fun. It's goofy as hell. Um, 
but it does take place during that same time period like the i think late 80s early 90s in japan during the property boom hmm. uh and the entire like main plot it's such a like interesting way to start the plot it it takes place regarding a uh like a, a tiny tiny like maybe 100 square foot plot of land in the middle of tokyo uh and how there's disputes between rival bands of the yakuza and the cops and property kid. developers and all these other things hmm. trying to take this one patch of land that doesn't matter they're mm. just going to turn it into the same building that's right next door to it um really good intrigue fun gameplay dumb story uh it's the only game where you can beat up a whole bunch of thugs and then go sing karaoke well um, that was something that after i watched those first three episodes before i uh bought the audiobook to listen to I was like, I need, I need something that's exactly like this to watch because this is, uh, I can't wait for the next episode to come out. Um, and I could honestly, I couldn't find anything. I, uh, so hopefully, you know, Butler will solve that. We'll, we'll be able to give like very good targeted ads uh, for, or sorry, recommendations for that because the only thing that I could find that was remotely similar was a show called Giri Haji, which is a British, I believe it's BBC made it. I think Giri Haji stands for Duty Shame. It's a ten part. Um, series and it's kind of the reverse it's an it's a japanese detective who is sent to england where his brother who he believed to be dead is being hunted by the yakuza and he has to go to england and sort of work with the english police to catch his brother who's on the run and doing crime in 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 london so if you if you watching if you watch tokyo vice or you do watch tokyo vice and you're you feel the same way as me? Check out Giri Haji. It's uh, it's on Netflix. Talk about it on our Discord. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Should probably link that in the show notes too. Uh, yeah, let's plug that at the end. Let's plug that at the end. Um, what else did... Oh, so I, because you brought that up, I was just... I just started thinking about uh, interplays between Japanese and Western culture. I just have to save it again because I, I watched it in college. There's a movie called Kumiko Treasure Hunter by the Zelda Brothers. Or David Zellner, I think, was the one who directed it. But it's uh, it, it's about a woman from Japan who gets obsessed with the movie Fargo. And it's based on a true story in the same way that Fargo is based on a true story. It's kind of an amalgamation of several mm-hmm. things. She gets obsessed with Fargo and then goes comes to America by herself to look for the, uh, the, the cash that was thrown out of the car into mm-hmm. the snowbank in the, near the end of Fargo. Spoilers. Knowing that it's... She thinks it's because it, it, at the beginning of Fargo, they say, like, this is based on true events. She comes to America and tries to find that. And it's also based on an actual true story of a woman who did mm. that. And it's a, Can you a send it really bizarre story. Yeah, I'll send it to you now. Um, definitely give it a go. Also, the Zellner brothers in general are great. Say the like, names again, sorry. Zellner. What else? Z E L L N E R. They did, like, Kid Thing was really good. I watched that in school, too. Um, I heard couple it, I couple other very interesting things they're like mumblecore directors hmm. same uh same group of people with like mark duplass oh okay yeah hmm. um let's see i wrote down uh another thing that i i don't think we talked about it last podcast west side story <laughs> you haven't seen it yet right <laughs> i haven't seen it yet it's no spoilers. Yeah, I thought other For than Romeo and Juliet, brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's uh, absolutely fantastic. It's mm-hmm. it's I I think it's like Spielberg and his DP. Sorry, what is the name? Um, Lubeski. Lubeski. Yeah. I feel like there it's oh, the culmination. Lubeski or Kaminsky? Kaminsky. Kaminsky. Yeah. I I feel like it's it, they've worked together for so long now. This is kind of their all of their technique has 
and what they've learned over the years yeah. translated directly into this movie. I mean, the way he blocks a scene and moves mm. a camera. I, w- I w- used to work in the film business as a PA, AD, producer, like physical production on set. Uh, watching some of those shots, there, there's some unbelievable Steadicam moves where, the, where the, the, the way it's moving and the way that you're also looking into a mirror but not seeing the camera and then the camera turns around, looking in, into another mirror and you're still not seeing the camera, just... Watching it was both amazing and painful because I was like, "How many how many takes did they have to did this take to nail this <laughs> to, this is, to do like a simple scene yeah, too? It's not yeah. anything amazing happening. And the way and I mean the focus pulling yeah. and the way he's moving from frame to frame is oh so good, well, so good. He's, I mean, personally, this was my favorite showing of any of the Oscar nominated films this year. Uh, yeah, uh, I think all the performances are great. I think all the performances are great. Director snubbed. Uh, who won best? Oh, Dune won cinematography. This was better than Dune in cinematography. Dune was a good movie, but there's just something about the way that Spielberg moves his cameras mm-hmm. and blocks his scenes and sets up shots with his cinematographer is fantastic. They. This was also sort of. It didn't have a lot of the Spielbergisms that I found. In yeah, it. It had some Spielbergisms. It's, it's not too schmaltzy. Yeah, it's not too like, you know, feel goody yeah. in certain places. It, yeah. Oh, and, and also. Um, well, first the, the amazing cost. The, the camera, the way cameras move in Spielberg films are entirely motivated. There's never mm. a camera moving just to have a camera move. Mm. There's all there's always something that starts the action and sets it into motion, and then there's also something that ends the motion before it moves to the next cut. Well, um, so, it's so motivated, so and it works so well. Without spoiling anything, at the end of the movie, there's a scene where the camera is look is uh, on a on one of the New York fire escapes, mm-hmm. and the way that he Spielberg. Oh, Kaminsky is, puts a frame within a frame. The camera is slowly uh, rising up through the fire escape, and you're seeing something happen on the road through the fire escape, through the ladder. And the the way it starts is framed inside yeah. inside the ladder, and the way it ends is framed within a, another section of the ladder, perfectly. And all the way up, it, it's it's like it's kind of like watching a com- that couple of second sequences like a little comic book. It yeah. was so so good, and that's all the way through the movie. It's yeah. it's a beautiful film. Also, um, Rachel Ziegler, the the lead actress who plays Maria, fantastic. She does a. It, it's it's actually weird to me because I've never seen that part performed, at, especially that end, that mm. monologue that she does at the end. I've never seen it performed with that intention. Where instead of like a big soliloquy of, I guess how do I shoot this? Can I shoot you? Do I just pull this trigger and like it's it's it, most people most of the time I've seen it. It's like a rhetorical question. This one, she picks up the gun and she she looks at it and says, "How do I shoot this? I want to use it right now. Mm. Tell me how to do this so I can kill it." It was desperation, and it's yeah. it's such a desperate, such a frantic, frenetic performance. And it, I I I don't know. I was blown away by that ending. Well, what about uh, Ansel Elgort when he when he's been told that Anita's killed herself? Sorry, yeah. not Anita. When uh, Maria um, Maria's killed herself. Yeah, and it, you did, it's not. Like, you see sadness. the air leave his body. Yeah, it's it's yeah. absolute horror. Yeah, it, it's, which I haven't seen done before. I don't think. Yeah, it, it, he's trying to scream and nothing's coming out. Yeah, um, yeah. every performance of that movie was just golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely snubbed. Uh, I mean, similar to the last duel, we talked about that on the last podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I thought that movie was fantastic, and yeah. I've watched. That's a movie that I need to go back and watch it with no sound, just from start to finish, yeah. just to see how the camera moves. Complete masterclass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I can't talk about that enough. Thank God Anita won for that. She, the, yeah, the actress um, for Anita was fantastic. Best supporting that, actress. That entire scene at the end with her, her climactic scene, is delivered so full of regret and anger, 
I don't know. I, I nothing. No, I don't think there was another performance or a series of uh, movie where every performance was this tight for me. Also, shout out to the guy who uh, who played um, Riff. Riff was great. Riff Riff's actor. He's like a, a stage actor, but he did a a fantastic job. He had like such charisma on screen. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It enjoyed that movie. Yeah. 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 That was. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Big that movie up enough. Um. <laughs> What about games? I know you've just play, been playing Kirby. The new Kirby game. I love Kirby. <laughs> I, love, I love Kirby. I've only been playing Sonic. So explain to people, if they don't know what Kirby is, what he is and what he does. He's and a pink marshmallow. Yeah. Kirby is shaped like a friend, which is the most satanic thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And that's exactly how Sakurai announces it. He is shaped like a friend. What is Kirby? He is shaped like a friend. Satan is too. He's it's uh, a it's a pink blob he's that a, swallows everything. He's an elder god. Yeah, elder. He he yeah. uh he has no motivation except food and sometimes like friends that can help him do get more food. It's a very fun game that's been around for ages, but yeah. when you really think about what it's you're terrifying. actually doing, it's, it's <laughs> you're like a demon that's just eating everything. Yeah, and uh, just like and your dog, just like my dog, I'm possessing everything. Yeah, so he. The the new Kirby game is such a treat. It is a, it's way longer than I thought it was. I'm I'm at the final boss, and it's like a lot of Nintendo games where like you read to the final boss, and you're like, do I really want to finish this game? Had can some, I can I just let mm. it? Had some good Crash Bandicoot vibes. Yeah. when I saw you watch, when I watched you play it. Yeah, it's just a fun game. Uh, it's relaxing. You know, you can go through the entire thing without dying if you have even a marginal level of skill, and it's there's there's no intensity to it it's easy it's fun and it's rewarding every every time like i pick up that game i sit down for like half an hour i play it i feel like i've accomplished something it's nice it's rewarding mm. it doesn't feel soul-sucking um like some other games that i play and love mm. uh destiny shout out destiny 2 <coughs> hello uh, halo <laughs> no no halo i don't nobody plays that oh nobody good yeah. point no one's playing that yeah, nobody's playing that season two halo another they, they announced it season two launches next week really and, uh, it is six months long again, hmm. with zero. Uh, they're they're adding two maps. So oh, the game. The, yeah. yeah, I thought you meant they they approved Halo yeah. TV. Oh, show. they did approve Halo TV show season two. Ugh. It's tracking pretty well with audiences. Nice. Uh, for Paramount Plus. So so who, who knows what that really means? All right. Um, there's a lot of butts in that show. There's tons of butts, tons of asses. Um, <laughs> it went from never taking the helmet off to seeing everybody naked. Oh my god! No, somebody found out that he's wearing his helmet for like six minutes total the entire show. Wow! Like, really? wow. What yeah. a complete, complete mess. Yeah, abs- absolute. <laughs> I don't want to complain about too many different things though, but yeah, that, maybe, that's... maybe we save that for the next episode. Yeah, next episode is just going to be Adrian complains for an hour about Halo, about specifically everything. about Halo. Just tune in now. Halo. Yeah, tune in. You get to hear all all these objectively correct takes. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you been watching anything good? Um, not really. I watched the first like two episodes of Killing It with Craig Robinson. Hmm. It's How's on that? Peacock, I think. I like Craig Robinson. He's funny. He's so funny. He's this like down on his luck dad, and. He finds out that there's a snake killing competition and he's trying to like work up the money to like start his new business. Mm. And his brother is this like career criminal is often like, I'll help you fund this, but you got to help me do crime. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do this. He's got this daughter. He's got this like ex-wife, but it's like, he's just trying to like work his way around. But there's a snake killing competition where the grand prize is just the amount of money that he needs to start his new business. <laughs> really? 
that's such a good premise. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, okay, man. I'm watching that now. That sounds awful. I love it. That's funny. I tell you what, um, they just kill snakes. Um, Each episode well, is a new snake he kills. He's not like, that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like he teams up with his Uber driver. <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler. But it's like he tries to do it on his own for a little bit. And so he's got this snake in his hand. It's like not the longest, but it's like a respectable size. Mm. And he's got this nail gun. He nails it to his <laughs> hand. <laughs> what, I'm going to save this right Man, now. Man, I am. I, yeah, no, me Killing it? Killing it, yeah. Like, kill, I mean, I finished Ghosted. Oh, you shouldn't have. It, it, <laughs> it's one of those shows where it doesn't get good until like the last half of the the, the last season. I I, and I stopped they, like way. they canceled it right <laughs> as it was hitting. It's uh it's that strong. show had like the potential to be okay, and then didn't capitalize on that, and then kept not capitalizing on that, and just kept doing the same thing over and over again. It just felt like repetitive. I don't think I've seen it. Um, what about um, shows that you that are coming out soon? Because I've got a couple that I've pegged that I really want to see. Barry just came out. I, I was can't wait for Barry. that. Cannot wait yep. for that. Barry's out. Is it's it out now. Epi- it's episodical, right? So I can't yeah. I think it's week by week. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. It's good. <laughs> uh, I've heard really good things from a couple of people that went to see The Northman. Oh, uh, I really yeah. want to see The Northman. The Scars Guard. Mm-hmm. There's too many so, of them. We have to start killing them off. I'm sorry. That's the way we the world works. We need to beat that. There, no. There's like, how many Scars Guards are there? There's Couldn't Bill, Stellan, Alexander. Like, there's, there's at least you would three. Know. At least three. <laughs> that's too many? Gustav, Sven. There, that's five. Is that a family? Yeah. There, there is, <laughs> Stellan is... Stellan... Stellan brought a plague, a pox onto humanity when he had fucking a million kids and they all became actors. They're coming to take our jobs. Oh, um, part two of the fourth season of Ozark is coming out soon. I still haven't seen part one yet, but I want to. Mm. Um, what else? I have a niche thing that I'm really mm. excited about, but I don't think very many other people would be. I have tons of those. Um, so Real Rock is a climbing, used to be a climbing magazine, and I believe, and now it's a climbing, they make great climbing films. Mm. They have their own streaming service, Real Rock Pro, Pro something like that. Annoyingly, you can't pay for a month by month. Or you have to pay for the whole for whole year, which is like 99 bucks. Ah, I don't really want to do that. But they did just re- release Real Rock, Real Rock 16. And every Real Rock movie is That's always... so many re- rocks. It, it, they're, they're always really good. There's they're, they're sort of split into mini documentaries. So there's one documentary about this amazing... I believe he's French climber who... Uh, climbs boulders when so that's with no rope but you don't go that high and it's more like problem solving still really dangerous he boulders barefoot uh, and with no pads so he actually if you watch him climb <laughs> sorry did you say pads or pants pads he's wearing pants but <laughs> but no so when you watch did you him, also hear pants when, when well, you, I was wondering if Alex would pay like for it now if he wasn't wearing pants or if he's paying for it because he's not wearing pads as I couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, no, no. So he, he goes, normally when you boulder, you bring sort of these little Pants, crash, yeah. crash pads with you oh. and you, you put them on the ground and they don't really do much, but they stop you from hitting the rock. But, you know, once, once you're over a certain height, it basically just, eh. Unless you have someone spotting you, they hold their hands up and sort of like turn you as you fall so you don't smack your head on the ground or something. He, but he does it with no pads. But the most amazing thing is he, he, he doesn't wear climbing shoes and he uses his feet to climb. So it's kind of gross if you don't like feet. It's, 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 you, know, it, you watch it and he's... You're like 95% he's, of people. He's, he's gripping the wall, like these tiny oh. little ledges with his toes. It's really bizarre to see. But anyway, so that's that's one of the documentaries I want to see. He's devolving. Alex Honnold the, from Free Solo, uh, the crazy climber that climbs mm-hmm. up. 
gigantic big walls with no ropes. Just for fun. Just for shits and giggles, yeah. He he has another... People told him not to do it, yeah, but he's he, still doing it. He has another docu- uh, another short documentary. I, I can't remember the details right now, but it looks really good. And then uh, there's a really interesting documentary in there where uh, there's something called Big Wall Crack Climbing, which is where essentially crack climbing is you find a crack in a wall <laughs> and you shove your fist into it. <laughs> and then you sort of... I'm so happy you, this is lined directly into my ears right now. <laughs> you, you shove your fist into it. Just you kind shove of like your squeeze, fist in the crack. You kind of squeeze your fist in the crack, right? And then you put your other hand in, you shove that fist in, you squeeze it. And then you, you literally climb up the crack by sort of just jamming your hands into the cracks and jamming your feet into the cracks. And you, a lot of Yosemite... Uh, El Capitan mm-hmm. is is that kind of crack climbing. So I think they're two English climbers. They wanted to find what is the ultimate crack we can climb. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I mean... <laughs> they, they wanted to see what is the ultimate crack that they can find. And there's a huge movement in climbing at the moment. Uh, your where, mother's? <laughs> <laughs> called urban climbing. Where Damn. you... <laughs> you, you <laughs> where, where, where you find... Where you find um, interesting like buildings or 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 features on on architecture to climb and this guy finds this over um essentially it's an underpass it's it's a huge bridge where the two sides of the bridge are close enough together to form a a crack that you can actually climb and i I think it's a couple of miles long and so they build a like special rigs that they can sort of hook over it so they can drag their gear behind them. They can hang portal ledges so they can sleep up there. And the whole documentary is of them of climbing the ultimate crack. So they're basically going, they're climbing the underside of a bridge. Really interesting. Oh, yeah. upside down? The, so like, yeah, so the bridge is horizontal and they're climbing across, a, across it, but hanging oh. from their hands and their feet along. That is... Uh, yeah, kind of insane. And, and so it sounds like a fantastic documentary about like just something that I've never even considered a possibility yeah exactly it's really fascinating and you know they're they're living up there for a couple of days i haven't seen the documentary i believe they lived up there for a couple of days i think that they're you know they're sleeping to get there. the lay of the bridge yeah, yeah they're sleeping there they're eating there <laughs> i believe they they had like really got to absorb the culture people, i think people would come out and watch i believe that the police turned up at some point hey but, hey what are you doing up there you can't climb that that's honestly the main reason why i want to see this documentary what are you gonna do about it but uh <laughs> come and get me but yeah that's that that's uh real rock 16 uh, so i'm, I'm very interested i'm really hyped to, to see that i don't know whether will you understand it if you watch the previous 15 how <laughs> i don't think it's, so this is this is a streaming network yeah uh, wait uh, he uh, finished wait. climbing here but now he's starting climbing there <laughs> wait <laughs> Is Dwayne Johnson involved? Wait, no. This is the whole streaming network, just about rock climbing. Yeah. How pissed do you think CNN is right now? <laughs> rocks, rocks, rocks. Those fuckers over rocks. Oh, another show that I wanted to watch was um, People of Earth, which I believe you've seen. People of Earth is good. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. who who did that? What was the? What that's the same guy. That, oh, that's right. That's the same guy that just did um oh what was it called the show about pirates oh yeah 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 um well, our flag means death our flag means death which definitely is... give it a watch I, I was on H- so? hbo as well yeah hbo as well i really really i, I saw it. the trailer for that and i did not have any interest it's pretty good I, I it's not the best thing ever but it's cute I, I enjoyed it it was just sort of a fun relaxing that sense of humor i like that sense of yeah, humor it, a lot. it's taika waititi and reese darvis who are yeah. both like it's very very big people i was turned off by the cover (laughs) it's it's based on a true story Mm -hmm. of blackbeard who is a real was a real pirate um and 
I don't believe, I don't remember the character's name, but a, a essentially an uh, uh, a landowner. Steed, Steed yeah. Bonnet. Steed Bonnet, yeah. who was a, a, a successful businessman and landowner, who got bored of being a successful man, uh, businessman and landowner and decided to build himself a pirate ship and then go pirating. And he hooks, he uh, meets Blackbeard and they have, in real life, they have this odd relationship where Blackbeard kind of takes him under his wing, yeah, joins, it, joins in his like fl- flotilla. And, um, and William Goldman, who is a fantastic screenwriter, he also he wrote um, Princess Bride. He wrote the book yeah. and the movie Princess hmm. Bride, but he also wrote um, Bonnie, uh, not Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, God, what's that movie? Where it's the Western where they, raindrops keep falling on my head. They, they're cycling through to oh, what the fuck is it called um broke back no no <laughs> i can't quit you <laughs> no not that movie uh, one of the he, he wrote a whole bunch of movies but this was his big script that he wrote and never could never could get, could get made was about that so this is a comedy series about the same story hmm. uh and it's just it's just very casual Easy, easy it's, watching. It's cute. It's, it's worth a go. Short episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's right. like 30 minutes a piece. Yeah, I really enjoyed mm. it. It was uh, Tiger White. Any more of Tiger Waititi's hu- mm. sense of humor. I'm always happy to to watch yeah. in the background yeah. doing something. I'm trying to think. I think that's everything I have on my butler list at the moment. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. watch the Batman, though. Oh, yeah, do you want to talk about that before we... I mean, for off? like 10 seconds or yeah. something. Yeah, so uh, I watched it. the Batman two days ago. We can do a relaxed episode just like talking about yeah. it later. But really it, good it's really good yeah um beautiful beautiful shots beautiful cinematography great performances from everybody i don't think there was a bad performance in the world mm. um how amazing is uh colin farrell's dude, makeup his make his aesthetics even if they touched it up a little digitally um the fact that he's delivering a facial performance through that amount yeah. of like mm. latex is incredible and um, if you like it there's a penguin yeah. tv show yeah they're making really? a tv yeah, show, a penguin TV show. Cool. just about like the penguin after the events of the film same director mm. yeah i'm liking these uh director spin-off tv show spin-offs i like james gunn with mm-hmm. uh, peacemaker. peacemaker yeah uh, i like them because like especially with peacemaker peacemaker was written by james gunn while they were filming suicide squad just mm-hmm. because he liked john cena's performance and mm-hmm. wanted to see more of it and like mm-hmm. was exploring the character and then they decided to actually produce it. And that's kind of the way it feels with this Batman thing. DC did not have a lot of faith in the Batman coming out. Um, so they they were they didn't greenlight a sequel until after it had already performed at box office. And it feels like these spin-offs were things that they wanted that the directors and creators and everything wanted to explore even in the film. So it, it feels very rich, it feels very motivated and it feels very uh like intentional on the director's behalf like they wanted to make this stuff so they are making it not that they're mandated by a studio to make spinoffs mm-hmm. um and i really like that as opposed to things yeah, like that's a uh, totally different ethos yeah as mm-hmm. opposed to things that also warner brothers in dc doing like uh like the flash movie or the the batgirl movie where they've taken directors who have artistic senses and put it through the, the meat grinder Hmm. and written out all the interest and you know and are ending up making perfect perfectly serviceable like popcorn films but they're missing a lot of heart and soul um in as part of a bigger machine Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, but it, the Batman is the only good Batman film. I, I'll die on that hill. Uh, it's better than any other Batman film ever made. It is the most filmic of the Batman films and it is the most Batman of the Batman films. Yeah, I think it's the most Batman of the Batman films. Although I did yeah. really, really enjoy uh, Heath Ledger's Batman. Yeah, it's okay. I know you... I, I, I have thoughts about that. Yeah, We're not going into we right not, We'll leave it for another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely watch it though. Beautiful shots. Um, a lot of really cool stuff they're doing with like costume design and oh, uh, general production. The production design was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it? Gotham yeah. looks good really good his suit looks good I, every like artifact in it has a story somewhere in it. i'd love to like, have walked around um wayne tower i guess yeah, not tower. wayne manor anymore mm. yeah that that gothic office room yeah. i guess was with the really low hanging i don't know what they're called the mm. or ornaments have you seen that i think i linked it in the discord yeah. um but um you, you guys you guys need to watch it it's really good yeah definitely um I also think- like good soundtrack good good audio oh yeah i thought the the use of music in it was brilliant yeah. and use of silence in it yeah there's a lot mm. of big instrumental moments where there's i mean pun kind of not intended but where there's no there's no music tracks <laughs> yeah. like the, it'll just be world sounds uh the, the the batmobile key scene uh is like the biggest thing that stands out there's like almost no music in a good to what five to ten minute chunk of the film mm-hmm, mm-hmm um and it works it's it's super intense i, I, think, I really appreciate it yeah i think we actually have to wrap up because i believe you we are, you needed to be somewhere at four it's four twenty now nice yeah sorry about that um it's all good but no um so yeah uh we'd love if you guys yeah hopefully you enjoyed the episode we're going to keep doing these um if there's any questions you have for us let us know if there's any recommendations for us let us know as well because we're always looking for yeah the next best thing or something interesting to mm-hmm. watch read listen to um, uh, we're obviously making an app we're the founders of an, of, an, of an app called Butler we'd love you could go we'll leave links to all of this if you could go download Butler test it out we're, it's in a open beta at the moment uh, we're trying to build the best tool possible for people that love media like we do um, and if what, you, what we'd also love you to do is we have a discord uh, where that's the best way for you to give us feedback to su- ask for yeah, we'll put it the best way to give us feedback to to ask us for what features you want. Tell us what you want and we'll build it for you. Um mm-hmm. and also to have discussions like this. We've started a couple of different channels. If there's something that's that's just came out, we'll spin off a thread where we'll have a, a like a spoiler gate and then anyone that loves that thing can go and de- talk about it, debate it. Um yeah, I think that's uh that's pretty much it. Yeah, go down yeah. go and download download the app, please. Give us suggestions, ask us questions. Yeah, and if- Discord. If you would like to recommend us stuff so we could watch it and yep. then we'll talk about it here and you can hear us bitch about it for like two hours. And we'll leave we'll leave links to all the shows and the, it's currently we only have movies and TV on the on the app but we will, we'll be adding books, podcasts, music and a whole bunch of other stuff on there eventually. But we'll leave all the links to the movies and TV shows we've mentioned in the show notes. It's a lot of homework but like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Like, Thank you. you. Literally, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can click on each link it'll take you into the Butler app. And you can save it, save it with a note. You can say, hey, it was recommended by those three idiots on the uh, the Chicken Coop podcast. 